I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to yet another podcast from thewalk.se. The ongoing story about becoming a minimalist vagabond while walking from Stockholm to Sydney. Last time I left you, I, was, I just arrived in, in Mobile. I had a great time there. I stayed there for a couple of days. Uh, enjoyed some really, really great southern hospitality from uh, Maria and Michael there. I recorded the last podcast on the Friday during the day, and um, that Friday evening they had um, some of their family, their um, sons and daughters and uh, grandchildren come around, and uh, we had a, a, a traditional shrimp boil, a great big pot. We put in some onions and potatoes and sausages some spices, and then um, boil it all up. Finally, in the last sort of five minutes or so, you, you put some shrimp in and, and you serve it all up and, and eat it. And it was a great thing, traditional thing, and we also had um, crayfish with that as well. And they actually had something that I haven't seen before. Uh, now, we, we uh, crayfish for me isn't all that strange because we eat crayfish in Sweden as well, but they actually had a, a nice... Uh, uh, impact molded plastic table uh, that you just set it right on top of a garbage tin and you've got four places where you could pour uh, crayfish into small little indentation plate like things and you had little holders for your uh, your beer or your drink or whatever you were drinking and uh, you could just throw the rubbish from the crayfish and they generated a lot of rubbish uh, straight in the middle down the hole and you could uh, just sit around it enjoy some crayfish have a beer or a drink or whatever you were drinking and, and just throw the rubbish straight in the bin. Never seen one of those before. And uh, during the crayfish parties in Sweden, uh, it probably wouldn't be a bad idea to to, to have something similar. It would uh, certainly got rid of all the rubbish pretty quickly. Uh, and then we had the shrimp boil, which was nice too. So um, it was a pretty traditional and nice. It was nice, nice to meet their family. It was a nice, pleasant evening all around. Saturday... We went sightseeing in Mobile, went into the centre of the town and had a walk around and uh, had a look around the farmer's market that was there. It was Saturday mornings, it was a farmer's market. Uh, quite nice. Mobile was a nice little town. Uh, it seemed to, the centre of town seemed to be um, a little bit uh, empty, but they seemed to be trying to rejuvenate it, so it was quite nice. And we walked around and in one of the parks there, they actually had a Parking meters that had that repurposed them instead of using them as parking meters, they had them uh, around this park, and you could actually put uh, money in them, and the money went straight to uh, helping homeless people in the area, which is a pretty cool idea. They also had a um, a big board, sort of a blackboard, where you could write what you wanted to do before you die. And uh, well, I naturally had to write something there, and I think you can all guess what I wrote there. After that, we went out and had a nice bit of lunch and then came back to prepare for uh, a group of people coming in the evening. Uh, it was um, uh, part of their church group and they were all going to come and uh, we're going to have some eat and a little party and play a few games in the evening. 
and it was proved to prove to be a very very nice relaxing evening meeting a few new people talking about all sorts of stuff uh, showing off the cart and uh, enjoying some good food and um, playing some games uh, uh, everything from trivial pursuit to uh, throwing bean bags in, into a hole and getting points for it so it was a nice pleasant evening and and uh, we finished off or the, the food finished off with um, some homemade ice cream that I'd actually helped. So it was actually hand churned by yours truly, at least partially anyway. So it was quite nice. But Sunday morning, it was time to head off again. I had to get west, so I actually get to the other side of this gigantic country at some time. And uh, it was a long day's walking, and I ended up uh, getting just past Wade before the end of the evening. It was actually quite difficult to find anywhere to camp because the because of all the recent rain uh, all the forests were more like swamps and forests and all the area around there was there was no really really good place to camp and I, I thought I saw some places on the map that might have been okay but they turned out to be much too wet and I kept walking along the road and uh, trying to find some place and it was getting darker and darker and I finally just had to, to go down and I've actually found a boat launching ramp where I could camp. And I actually camped right on the edge of the swamp uh, with just enough room for the tent and uh, not far from the highway. But it felt a little bit odd maybe camping there, but it, was, it turned out quite nice. I mean, I just camped there from, from 8 o'clock in the evening when the sun sets till 7 o'clock in the morning, so it doesn't really make all that much difference. What was interesting, though, uh, I had to get to camp. Uh, the tent set up really, set up really, really quickly because there were a lot of bugs and they were really, really getting to me. I got the tent set up and I hopped in and I lay down and um, and I was listening to all the sounds and there was a lot of really strange sounds, a lot of croaking and birds and frogs and I don't know what everything was making noise in that swamp. Um, and I kind of regret I should have really. Uh, thought of getting the recorder out and recording all the sound because there were a lot of sound but I spent most of the evening listening to all the sounds around me and I eventually fell asleep somewhere in the, in the night and uh, woke up in the early morning packed it all up and uh, set off again another day's warm walking still heading west and basically trying to follow the the seven tier cycle route there wasn't a lot of services along the way, so um, but I, I managed to find a few things to eat and managed to get some coffee and and I headed on. And uh, towards the end of the day, it was uh, reasonably early in the evening. It was about four or five o'clock. I I happened up on a clearing in one of the forests, and the forest had actually got a little bit uh, drier, and the ground was drier. It was more like a pine forest plantation that I was walking through, and a little road led into a, a small clearing in one of these. Uh, pine forest plantations and um, it appeared to have been cleared for uh, for beehives that there had been a lot of beehives I could see sort of residue from beehives there but but now it was all empty and uh, it was a perfect little campsite for me so I rolled in there and pitched up the, the, the tent and uh, it was a quite a warm day so I've actually I actually tried to uh, use just the inner tent and then use my tarp as a uh, as a sun shield above that to get a little better of a um, Get get the air moving a little bit better, and, uh, and so that the tent didn't get quite as hot. Uh, it was still quite warm in the tent, though. But uh, it was a nice, perfect little campsite, and I could just relax there. And I, I read a little bit and relaxed, and uh, and took it quite easy. 
Next day, I headed on and I reached uh, Saucier. Uh, and uh, as I headed into town there, I found what was, and I, this was actually a little bit off uh, the southern tier route because I could see on the map that there were no services anywhere. And I actually wanted to get into a small town to get some, some something to eat and a cup of coffee. There was an RV campsite there, and it was only it was a, wasn't a huge campsite, but it was a, it looked pretty well tended and clean, and it was right next to the the highway. But I thought, oh well, I haven't had a shower for a while, three days, and it's been hot days walking, and I was oh, probably you know starting to smell a, a fair bit, even though I'd been washing myself off every night. I still imagined that my clothes and and I was starting to stink a fair bit, so I thought, oh. I'll see if I can check in there and uh, I can have a shower and then I can just get grab something to eat in, in the little town that was there. But um, despite the fact that there was nice grassy uh, places there and it was more or less empty, the RV site, when I rocked in there and asked uh, the lady in the reception if I could sort of camp there for the night, she said, no, we, we don't do tents. And I was a little bit surprised, uh, but I, I didn't really feel like arguing with her because uh, I couldn't understand how somebody that's running a, a small campground, uh, admittedly for RV sites, for, but that was that was almost empty, wouldn't want to make some money by selling me a, a campsite for the night. But there you go. So what I did, I walked uh, 200 yards up the road, actually closer to the centre of town, and just behind some, some trees there was a... Uh, a pine tree plantation and I uh, snuck in there and put the tent up and uh, spent the night there instead didn't cost me anything and it was it was quite all right and it was just far enough off the road and in, in into the the forest and no one could see me uh, next morning I, I hopped up and got uh, some breakfast more coffee was the most important part there at the local service station and then headed off I was back heading towards the the Summerthier cycle route again, and I was headed. I'd planned to walk to a place called uh, Rogers Lake, which uh, was marked as having a really nice. Uh, or I didn't know at that time, but it marked as having a campsite. Uh, so I walked a long hot day and um, arrived at Rogers Lake, and it turned out that it was, it was a little community um, with, with small houses, um, no shops or anything, but uh, uh, and they actually had a small campground. Uh, just a primitive small uh, grass campground that uh, was only meant for um, bikers, cross-country bikers. It was a special sort of campground that the, the lady that lives there had um, uh, wanted to, she was approached by the, the people in uh, uh, that make the um, the Southern Tier Cycle Route maps, the, uh, what is it, the American Adventure Cycling Association or something it's called. And she'd uh, agreed to do that because she felt that was quite nice. So she liked meeting and talking to a lot of the, the bikers that came through. And she asked me, well, she's, uh, when I went in and asked if I could camp there for the night, she said, well, it's, it's for, it's for uh, are you bicycling? I was, I was looking pretty hot. So I, said, I think she more or less assumed that I was riding a bicycle. And I said, no, I'm actually walking. I said, oh, well, well that, <laughs> that's okay then. So I could stay there for the night. It was quite cheap. And um, the best thing about it, uh, was that I could have a shower for the first time in four days. So that, that felt really, really good. Uh, Mrs. Ella Rogers, the, the, the lady that runs the place, was a nice old lady, and uh, she offered to make me coffee the next morning. So I hopped up the next morning, 
started packing all my stuff together and then came down and had a, a nice cup of coffee in the morning and then sat talking to, to Mrs. Rogers there for a while before I headed off. That day actually proved to be quite a difficult day. Uh, I wasn't planning on walking very far. It was only only about 20 miles into to Poplarville. Poplarville. I keep saying Poplarville for some reason, it's cause, but it's called Poplarville. And um, it, as I said, it was only 20 miles. It should have been a reasonably easy day, but I was having a hard time and I was actually, uh, I think I was starting to get a little bit dehydrated. Uh, the days had been reasonably hot leading up to this, and I had been concentrating on drinking a lot of water, but uh, I apparently needed even more, so I concentrated on drinking a lot of water during the day. Eventually, uh, a little bit more tired than I really should have been, I, I, I arrived in Poplarville, and uh, Poplarville, there I go, saying the wrong thing again, and found the um, the campsite that was marked on the map there, and that proved to be a very, very nice uh, uh, camp. It was a Hacienda camp, RV campgrounds. And uh, I rolled in there uh, and paid my $10 to stay there for the night. The gentleman looked at me and asked what I was doing. And I started talking about walking, how I was walking. And it had been hot. And he wondered if I had enough to drink. And I said, yeah, I've got water. I had a big gallon jar of water that I was going, going to carry around with me and force myself to drink during the evening. And he said, well, look, go and have a look in the fridge over there and, and uh, get out one of those jars. And I went over and I got a small jar out and it's a, it, it was a, uh, a light yellow liquid and it was in a, in a, in a jar, like a, an ordinary jam jar. And um, he said, now drink that. And it turned out to be uh, a mixture of apple juice and cider and a few other things and moonshine. And it was a nice, sweet little pick-me-up and I sat there in the... In the cool of his office, enjoying the drink, talking for a little while, and uh, it was rather fitting that uh, on the front of his desk he had a sign that it says, uh, oh, "Nice is important," which it definitely is. So he was just being a, a real gentleman and uh, just relaxing there for a while. It was really, really nice because "nice" matters. The sign says actually. Uh, next day, I walked to the Bugalusa. And uh, I didn't really find a good place to camp there. Mugalusa wasn't a real, the nicest sort of town. So I just got a cheap uh, hotel room there for the night. I was feeling a, bit, a little bit lazy, but I was feeling a lot better. It was a nice walk in there and I'd been drinking a lot. And I actually felt a lot better that day. Next day, it was off from Mugalusa towards Franklinton. And uh, again, it wasn't a real long walk, a little bit more than 20 miles. Uh, it was a nice day's walking. I was quite enjoying it. Uh, I stopped in Franklin to get something to eat, and uh, just coming out of the uh, the western edge of town, there's a bridge over a river, and as I, as I crossed there, I uh, it was still reasonably early in the afternoon, but I thought, oh, this would be a perfect campsite. Um, I'd be able to wash myself in the river, and uh, there were some green places to camp on, so I thought, oh, this, this would be a nice site. Uh, I, I could probably just stay there for the night, so I, I rolled down off the bridge, down into the site and there were a few people splashing around the river going there for a swim and uh, I sort of went off to one side under the bridge and um, I actually found another guy there. I walked up to him and uh, we said hello and we started talking a little bit and it um, turned out to be um, uh, Jeff. He was a homeless guy and before long I found out that he'd actually been more or less living under this bridge for uh, four years. He'd been working that day and just got back from work and he was just 
sitting down and uh, relaxing and he'd bought a couple of beers and he was just going to have a beer and and relax uh, before he had a wash in the river and uh, and settle down for the evening and so he uh, he offered me a beer and we sat there talking for a while and uh, he wondered what I was doing and I said that well you know I explained what was going on and he invited me to stay he said well you might as well just camp out here for the night and he, no one ever hassles me down here he says people are very nice so just stay here for the night and um, I think he quite enjoyed having a bit of company to talk to so yeah we I camped down there for the night and we we sat there and um, he actually produced from out of the bushes he produced a, a some, some some cooking utensils and, and a gas stove and he he'd, he'd bought a couple of steaks so he made us some steaks and uh, we sat there drinking a few beers talking about everything and I offered to to pitch in you know for, for the beer and that and uh, he actually said that no 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 you're my guest here and uh, so I'm going to uh, pay for this you're not going to you're not going to pay for anything that uh, uh, you are my guest here under the bridge <laughs> how's that for southern hospitality eh? Uh, well, we we spent the evening talking just about everything and eventually fell asleep. Now, in the morning, we got up and on the other side of the bridge, we walked back to the other side and had some uh, some coffee uh, at the local McDonald's there for breakfast. And when we were sitting there talking, I was about to head off and I thought, well, what I really should do, I been, haven't been really good at recording other people, uh, getting them here on the podcast. So I thought I'd, I asked Jeff if it would be all right if uh, he could tell the story of um, how he lost his home in uh, in Hurricane Katrina, and uh, yeah, he was he was quite happy to do that. So what we did is we walked back over the bridge down into the shade, and um, recorded a, a small uh, I, would, I wouldn't call it an interview, but a small little story where where Jeff tells uh, what happened uh, when Katrina came through and how he lost his home. Now the sound quality is not that great it was recorded on the side of the highway there's a lot of background noise and you can actually hear crickets and insects in the background all the time uh, but don't worry about that it's an interesting story and um, here it is i'm here in uh, franklinton with, uh, with my new buddy jeff and uh, we just i just met him yesterday and he's been really hospitable we've hung out during the night and we had a couple of beers and uh, we just had a bit of breakfast enjoyed ourselves and uh, we've been talking about everything haven't we yeah, yeah, yeah man, every... we sure have man yeah yeah, and uh, one one of the things we started talking about was uh, how you lost your house in Katrina. And I was thinking yeah, maybe you could tell us a bit about that. Oh, yeah, man. Let me tell you. Like I say, when Katrina first started, it was on a, like, it started on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. I took my mom to dialysis. Yeah. Okay? When I, the state police had the interstate, man. It wouldn't let nobody get off of it, so I had to take all back roads to get my mom there. It took her about four hours to get out of dialysis. Yeah. You know, I had my, one of my nephews, had a friend of mine, his dog, my mom, my little sister, and then my other nephew, him, his wife, and his stepson. About, I don't know, I guess it was about five o'clock in the afternoon, it just started drizzling, you know, it got a little cloudy. Yeah. You know, no problem, you know, and it sun would come out, a little cloudy, sun would come out, started drizzling a little bit. So, then once my mom got out of dialysis, you know, she, you know, we, I loaded her back up in the van. Yeah. And it kind of, somebody just started staying like like a light sprinkle at the time. So, my little, my other little sister had called, called us on the phone. 
you know, and said, look, y'all come up here. Talking about here in Franklin. Yeah. We said, okay, well, we headed that way. You know, as soon as, as, soon as we can get everything all done down here, we, we coming. So we all loaded up, came here to Franklin. By the time we got got to my little sister, you know, it started kind of coming down a little bit harder. Yeah. Wind started blowing a little bit. So we packed all up, you know. She lived in a little one-bedroom shack. Yeah. Okay. And, well, I'll, I'll tell you about that in a little while. But uh, anyway, like I say, man, we loaded up. We came through Franklin here. They had the police everywhere out here. You know, so then we turned up kind of northerly to where we went. We went down there to uh, Tyler, Mississippi. Yeah. Tylertown, Mississippi is the name of it. Yeah, yeah. So, and then we stopped this part, you know, and then started pouring, man. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Wind started blowing, and so we we got our stuff up, and we took on off. And man, like I say, when when had my little sister, my nephew, and me, you know, mm -hmm. I mean that that's how we were on the highway, you yeah. know. Yeah. My, my nephew, other, yeah. yeah, we were just all following each other. Dude, all of a sudden, I, I'm looking through the rear view mirror, and I can see trees just falling yeah. behind us. That's when I got on the phone, called my little sister, and I said, look, because I didn't have my nephew's number in front of me, you know, and yeah. I called my little sister, I said, look, you need to call little Wesley, which he was my nephew. I told him, I said, look, you need to call him and tell him he needs to speed it up, you need to speed it up, because behind us, it's coming. Yeah. And man, like I say, trees were just... We're just coming down, bro. Yeah, yeah. You know, and man, so <clears throat> we went a little bit further west, you know, and it sort of like calmed down a little bit. So you know, then all of a sudden it started picking back up a little bit. So we went a little bit further. We stopped. We stopped this other part, and it was like I say, it was semi kind of cloudy and kind of sunny, you know. Yeah. We're standing there, standing inside while in this ranger thing, so, and we're watching the television. So yeah. the woman told us, look, we're closing the park down because Katrina's coming this way, too. Dude, look, we all loaded back up, and man, look, we had to dodge trees, all yeah. kinds of crap. Yeah. And I'm like, man, man, man. So after we went a little bit further, it... The weather started getting pretty pretty decent. Then we turned back toward the south, you know. Once we turned back toward the south, the sky went open again, bro. Again, yeah. 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 And, man, it, it was like, oh, man, is this a big mistake. We all driving down the highway trying to hold our steering wheel, dodging trees that yeah. are laying in, the, laying in the road and stuff like that. And so police, we kind of... I guess you you call it a semi town, you know yeah, what I'm saying? I yeah, mean, it was a little bitty, yeah, 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 a little bitty, a little smaller than this place, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, so the police stopped us and made us made us go to the school. Yeah. And me and my nephew and my buddy and his, of course, his dog was with yeah, him. Yeah. We we were sitting out in front of school while my mom and my my sisters and my other nephew and 
all them were in the school there, you know. Me, I'm sitting there, like I say, bro, wind gets blowing. All of a sudden, I see this tree rocking back and forth, back and forth. Then, man, all of a sudden, I saw that second. I walked in there. I, I got my mom. I said, come on, we getting out of here. I don't care what these police say. Mm -hmm. So I loaded, I loaded my mom up and got my little sister and all them. We took on off. Yeah. Got a little bit further. Finally, it, it started kind of coming down, you know, some. You know, and it's like, oh, okay, you know, this storm's got to be over. Cause basically, what I was trying to do, I was basically trying to go around it. Around it you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, yeah. then what I was going to do, I was going to come back up. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Once it behind passed. It, behind yeah, it, behind it. it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, man, that, that didn't work it didn't out. didn't work. <laughs> no, man, look. Dude, right there off of 16, okay, we coming back down 16. Yeah. There are trees laying everywhere. Yeah. So we turned, we turned to like uh, down on Highway 10, like going to my little sisters. They, they had people out there on tractors, chainsaws, just cutting a path to where people can get through. Get you know through, what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm like, shh. But man, I tell you what, after Katrina, it how, got how somewhat did, hot. How long did it take before you managed to get back to your house? Well, let's see. Yeah, I stayed there at my little sister's for two weeks, mm -hmm. okay, after Katrina. Yeah. Okay, so, because they wasn't letting nobody no, back in St. Tammany no, Parish because, right because now. It was all locked down, wasn't Yeah, it? everything was all locked down. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> so I was there for two weeks. Finally, finally they opened St. Tammany Parish back up. Yeah. And, uh, so I said, well, I'm going to go home and check on the house, you know. I told my mom, for my mom to stay there and all that stuff, you know, and. So, me, my nephew, and and my little girl, and my and my son made it back yeah. then, you know. And then, uh, so we we took off, and like I say, man, we we had to cut ourselves in, you know what I'm saying, yeah. down our road because they had light poles everywhere, you know, that falling. They had they just had all kinds of crap. Yeah. Yeah. I got back to my house, you know, and stuff, and. I had a big old giant pine tree sitting dead center of my house. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, have, yeah. uh, I mean, what you going to do? You yeah. know what I'm no saying, much, dude? No much you can do with it. That's it, man. It, it just really ain't much you could do about yeah. it. The house was gone. But look, yeah. I'm going to tell you why. If people don't believe Katrina was a bitch, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was. I ain't never seen a bitch before. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, I know. I mean, that ain't no kidding, man. Mm -hmm. No kidding. No. And uh, and and the the bad news you were telling me before that uh, you couldn't get anything on insurance because they uh, said it was flood damage. Insurance, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Insurance company wouldn't, wouldn't give nobody nothing. Yeah. Man, they they, they were screwing people left and right, man. Yeah. After that storm. Yeah. Oh, you know what I'm saying? It's not easy, is it? Look, as long as you had tons of money. Yeah. Man, why do you think I'm living under this damn bridge? Yeah. Yeah. Because of that. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Me yeah. and I. I that's all, that was your that was your savings, wasn't yeah. it? The house. I'm, yeah. I'm a poor man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm living under a damn bridge, right? Yeah. Yeah. Been here for four years. Yeah. You know? I mean it, it's man, I I just don't know what, what to tell you about yeah. about no. shit like that. You no. know what I'm saying? Uh, not much to say, is there? No, no man. It, and then that shit over there in New Orleans, the Lower Ninth Ward. Mm hmm What was that the 
that that where a lot of people were dying and mm-hmm. stuff. Man, they were shooting at the rescue helicopters. Yeah. You know that? Yeah. Them niggers were. You know why? They wanted to get in them drugstores. Okay. Uh, that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> that's not good. Yeah. That's not good at all, man. And I'm like, what yeah. a bunch of idiots. Man, yeah. the military is trying to bring in yeah. water and yeah. food and shit like that. Time like that, everybody's got to pull together, do the right thing, don't they? Yeah. <clears throat> man, look, you should, look, you should have seen, man. The, the pictures. I mean, yeah. if you ever go 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 find you a movie on Katrina. Yeah, yeah, I've seen. Some and just watch. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Where where people were were swimming in water, where yeah. they had shit floating yeah. around. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And yeah. urine and all well, that. Well, everything went went bad, didn't it? Nothing worked. No, everything was backed up. And yeah, you know. shit. Thank God. What got me is I had a swimming pool. Okay. You know, out, yeah, out, out, you know, one of them big blue uh, blow yeah, up swimming pools. Yeah, one of those bubbles. Yeah, had water in it. Mm-hmm. That's how we we flushed our toilet. Yeah, you know good. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to do it. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm like, man, I wonder why Katrina didn't take this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's strange. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's strange. Yeah, takes the house. I mean, it was just sitting there. It was just sitting there. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. like, well, you know, I mean, I, I got, I got. Three rooms. Mm-hmm. I got a bathroom, a living room, and a kitchen left. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? On the whole damn house. Mm-hmm. But the house eventually got condemned, didn't it? Yeah. 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 yeah St. Tammany Parish condemned it. Yeah. Damn asshole. Yeah. You know I, I can't stand that son of a bitch, man. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you know what I done? Nah. Look, right, right after that, see, they had a hearing down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so they sent this guy from the parish. Yeah. Okay. Take pictures. My cousin and all them, they were out there. I said, Mo, watch this. Kevin Davis was our parish president down there. I said, Mo, watch this. Hey, man, come here. So, you know, he's standing around taking pictures yeah. of our place. Yeah. <laughs> Take this back to Kevin Davis and tell him, kiss my ass. Uh, so you gave him the moon. Boy, did I look, look, <laughs> my cousins and all them, look, my cousin, my nephew, yeah. all them said, man, this my, I mean, dude, look, I pulled my drawers down the whole nine yeah. yards, bro. Tell Kevin Davis he can kiss this motherfucker yeah. for yeah. me, you yeah. know. And then uh, two weeks later, you know, uh, they, they they gave me a court date to come down yeah. there. Yeah. So I brought my old assistant, I told my old assistant what I'd done. Yeah. So the old guy, he was there. Yeah. See, my older sister didn't believe it. Okay. What I done? Uh, she said, "No, you didn't. You didn't do, that. didn't do that." So the old guy walks up. And says, yeah, I remember you. Yeah. And he walked, <laughs> and my older sister standing right next to me. He said, "Look." He said, "When you walk in there, don't pull your pants down yeah, and man. tell him to kiss your ass, because yeah. these people will put you in jail." Yeah, it won't help. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and my older sister. You crazy son of a bitch, you did do that. Yeah. I said, yep, yeah. I sure the hell did. Sure did, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, look, my oldest sister, though, I'm like, God, man. But you know, I, I, if, if they'd have given me the insurance money, I could have rebuilt right there. What sure. you gonna do? Hi, uh, mate. Thanks for sharing your story anyway, mate. And thanks for your time and your hospitality. Yeah. No problem. Really appreciate it. And, you know, no like problem. I said, you know, you catch up with me wherever I am. And I'm, I'm on, to, uh, I'm on Facebook. A, now, uh, now you got my number, yeah. too. So, you know.
Thanks, mate. Oh, yeah. No problem, my friend. No problem, you know? Well, there it is. Um, I said goodbye to Jeff, and uh, I headed, headed out. I actually knew where I was leaving, uh, walking to that next day. I was walking to Amit City, uh, and I was... Uh, I'd already made contact with uh, a friend of mine, Milka. Her sister uh, lives there with their with her family, and uh, uh, I was heading there to uh, to well spend a day, maybe even a rest day there. And that's where I am at the moment. I'm here in uh, in their house in uh, on outside Amit City in the forest, and uh, uh, just spent some time recording this, uh, trying to relax a little bit today uh, i don't have an internet connection out here so we'll see if this goes up live uh, today or tomorrow or maybe the next day but it'll be it'll be out there on the uh, the blog podcast uh, reasonably in the next day or two i would imagine it won't take too long uh, i'm enjoying some great hospitality here just relaxing trying trying to take it easy and uh, uh, getting some clothes washed which will be absolutely great from here, I am not sure if I'm going to head uh, towards uh, Baton Rouge or if I'm going to head above Baton Rouge, uh, heading out towards Houston. A uh, few interesting things happening. Uh, I received an email from a guy that I don't really know that's been following me for a while and we've been exchanging uh, emails, a guy called Charlie. He is uh, planning a bit of a, a walk himself, a bit of an adventure to uh, collect money for charities for um, wells in Africa and uh, he said he might be able to come out and join me in Houston and walk with me for uh, uh, two or three weeks which would that be interesting uh, he's very welcome we'll, I'll, I'll let you know what happens we'll see what happens if he turns up or not and um, that would be actually be quite good because it's going to be uh, heading out from Houston towards Austin and then out towards the west is going to be the start of the the warmest and hottest period uh, uh, of the walk. Uh, the planning hasn't been really great. I'm going to end up walking through uh, Texas, New Mexico, and Arizona in the high heat of the uh, the summer. So that's uh, it's not the best bit of planning. It will be good exercise and good training, uh, and to, to check out the possibilities of, of uh, walking through the the desert parts of um, Australia that will be coming up late, uh, later on in the walk, so I suppose there's there's always that. Uh, but anyway, so it might be good to have some company there in the beginning of that hot season uh, to make sure that everything works correctly. As always, uh, uh, I hope everything's going great for everybody, and I uh, hope you continue following me, and you know you can follow me um, over here on, on the blog, uh, you can also follow me on Facebook and Instagram. And for those people in, in Sweden that can do it, I appreciate if you try to listen to the podcast through the Acast app. Uh, so we can get that spread out as far as possible. And I'll let you everybody else know as soon as that becomes uh, more available internationally. I'll let everybody know. Uh, but I'm feeling great. I'm uh, slowly heading west and... Um, as always, um, enjoy life and uh, keep walking. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.